right, welcome to the first ever Full of Grace Ovarian Cancer podcast, or how I like to call it, the Fog Cast. Um, we're just this is the first since this is the first episode, we're just kind of trying this out, seeing how things go. Um, I've got some plans for this podcast, and um, but right now we're just kind of testing things out, seeing if my setup works, seeing if the microphone sounds good, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so um, I am Mark Pereira. I live in Houston, Texas. Um, graduated from UT in 2008. I was a sixth grade math teacher for two years, um, and now I currently work in advertising at Whole Wheat Creative. Um, we build websites and smartphone applications and also do traditional radio, print, television, all of that good stuff. Um, recently, I got really into running, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, and I really like superhero movies. Um, I have a really awesome wife, and I have a dog. Um, so the purpose of this podcast is to create a community for those going through ovarian cancer treatment, um, specifically, and then those going through cancer treatment in general. But, but the specific purpose of this podcast is for those going through ovarian cancer treatment, but not just those who are currently going through the treatment for those who are survivors of ovarian cancer and for their friends and family and for those who have passed away. So, um, and it's not just for the patients themselves. Growing up, um, my mom had cancer pretty much my whole life, ovarian cancer. And so I know what it's like to be the family member of someone who's going through ovarian cancer treatment. And it greatly affected my life um, and had a really big impact, um, both negative and positive, I think. And so that's why I wanted to start, really that's why I started Full of Grace and that's why I wanted to start this podcast. Um, so... I uh, really also another main purpose is I, I really want to help people get their stories told. Um, I think uh, cancer is everyone knows someone who's affected by cancer. And I just I think that um, everybody's story is unique. And so I want to be able to share that story with with the two of you who are listening right now. Um, so a little bit about my mom. Her name uh, is Grasa. It's Portuguese. She was born in Angola, um, in a Portuguese colony in Angola. And um, she lived in Houston for 35 years or something like that. Um, my dad's from Angola as well. They grew up down the street from each other. Um, but my mom was, in every sense of the word, a superwoman. She was an awesome mom. She was an awesome wife. She was um, worked a full-time job and raised three kids. Um, and she moved to a country she didn't know anything about and just really made an awesome life for us. Um, and she was the kind of woman who would work an eight hour day and then go to the grocery store in full high heels and full makeup and do grocery shopping and then cook dinner for us. Uh, we had a home cooked dinner every meal or a home cooked uh, meal every, we had home cooked food all the time. Um, and so she was just really awesome. Um, when I was eight years old, so I'm about to turn 30. So about 22 years ago, she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And, um, if I remember correctly, and, and one of my podcasts, I want to try to have my dad on here so I can kind of ask him some questions about it. But if I remember correctly, she just went in for a routine checkup and, um, they found something and they discovered that she had ovarian cancer. <clears throat> so she was diagnosed when I was eight years old and nothing really changed right away in, in my memory. Um, 
But the thing is, I just, because she basically had ovarian cancer my whole life, um, I just remember her being sick my whole life. So she would still do things. She still worked until up until like two months before she passed away. Um, but my, my most consistent memory of her is of her laying on the couch sleeping. And we grew up in a townhome and the first, uh, the first floory living room opened all the way up to the top of the second floory ceil- uh, ceiling. So the living room kind of affected all areas of the house. And so anytime my mom would be asleep on the couch, it basically shut down the entire house because she needed some peace and quiet. Um, so that's my most constant memory of her. And, um, she was always in and out of the hospital, uh, MD Anderson. We were blessed to live in Houston near the best cancer hospital in the world. And so MD Anderson quickly became a second home for me. Um, I knew where all the great restaurants were. I was always there um, by myself as my mom and dad would be in the room. Um, I would go off and read a book or play my Game Boy somewhere or play with other kids that were there. Um, so MD Anderson quickly became a, a second home. Um, so living with ovarian cancer, and I think it's pretty obvious I'm a guy, so I don't, I don't have ovarian cancer. I don't know what it's like to have ovarian cancer, but I can just say after watching my mom grow through it, it's, it's really debilitating and it's not so much the disease I would say. Um, although I do think the disease is what finally took her life, but it's the, it's the treatment, the chemotherapy, the radiation just really takes a toll on a person. Um, so it just really just completely zapped her of any energy. Um, I remember my mom constantly having hot flashes. Um, she was constantly saying she was um, nauseated, which is how she said nauseated. Um, and I think really looking back at it, we used to, and this is going to sound kind of cruel and I'm not meaning it to, but um, she, we would make fun of her a lot. Um, because she just would just lay around and not really do anything. Um, and I guess that was our way of coping. We weren't malicious towards her at all. It was all in love, but, um, it just, I I think from her perspective, it, it had to have really sucked because a lot of times when you're dealing with cancer, you look fine on the outside. If you're in between chemotherapy treatments and your hair isn't falling out and, and, you know, you're not in the hospital and you're out in the real world, you look okay. And so she just really wouldn't engage, especially towards the end. Um, and she wouldn't really interact or anything. And so it would become really frustrating for us as her children and her family to, for me specifically, because I would see all of my friends' moms do all of these things and she wouldn't really do them. You know, she didn't really run around and play. She didn't really, um, she would work eight hours, she would cook, and then that would be it. Um, she wouldn't really engage with people. She wouldn't maintain conversations or anything like that, really, especially towards the end. And so it was frustrating. I'm sure it was frustrating for me, and I'm sure it was frustrating for her because I, she felt awful all the time, and she didn't necessarily look like she felt awful all the time. And so we didn't really understand that. Um, and just like I said before, Cancer affects not only those who have cancer, but it affects their friends and family. My life was dominated by my mom having cancer. Um, Weekends and weeks and weeknights spent at MD Anderson and um, 
trips, you know, we never really went on trips because either my mom would be feeling really sick or we would go to Portugal every two years. And so I guess financially we wouldn't go on other trips, but, um, so it just has its effects on everything. Um, and it, it really just pretty much sucks the whole time. Um, so in 2012 on February 20th, well, let me back up a couple weeks. My wedding anniversary is on January 30th. So in 2012, for my second wedding anniversary, um, my mom was in the hospital at MD Anderson, and it wasn't looking great. Um, it wasn't looking horrible. It just wasn't looking very great. And she finally, I remember spending that night, instead of going out with my wife, we went to MD Anderson and hung out with my mom and dad and then came home and just had burgers at home or something. Um, but then she went home a couple of days later and I distinctly remember my dad asking her, you know, what do you want to do when you go home? And the first thing she said was, I want a margarita, which if you know my mom, even a little bit, my mom doesn't drink. So that just was kind of funny and weird that she said that. Um, and so we kind of felt like she was making a recovery. Um, but then she went back into the hospital, uh, in mid February and uh, the morning of February 20th, I woke up with a call from my dad and he said, I think that you need to come to the hospital. Um, it was a Monday morning. And so both of my sisters, I have two older sisters, one's five years older and one's 10 years older, drove to my house because I lived the closest to the hospital. And we all drove together, um, praying out loud on the way there that this wasn't the last time we were going to see our, our mom. And we got to the hospital and... Um, she was basically already dead when we got there. Um, but her eyes were still open and she still had, she, she was still, it was like she was hanging on to see us one last time, which was really cool that we got to do that. And we got to say bye to her. Um, so that was the worst day of my life. Um, understandably, um, it was a really, really long day and it was really hard and, and it still is hard. And you hear people talk about losing someone and you hear people talk about grief and all of that kind of stuff. And I feel like now, um, what are we five years later? I'm, I've come to better terms with it, but there are days when I will just be utterly devastated that my mom isn't here and it won't be the days that you think, you know, it's not the days that, I want to share a story with her, or it's not the days that, um, some big life change happens. It's a random day that it's just, it just hits me really hard. Um, and I think it will for the rest of my life. Um, so just to back up a little bit, um, I used to be, and this is relevant and you'll see why in a minute. I used to be really overweight. When I was a, a sixth grade math teacher, I was a hundred pounds heavier than I am now. Um, right around 300 pounds. And I was just overweight and lazy and never did anything athletic and loved playing video games and just laying on the couch and doing nothing. Um, and so one day I just, we were at Guadalajara with my wife, Hope and her, uh, parents and her dad was talking about, um, her dad owns Cornerstone Automotive and her dad was talking about, uh, one of his, uh, workers whose wife did quick weight loss center. And if you're not familiar with Quick Weight Loss Center, this isn't, I guess this is a commercial for them, but they're not a sponsor for me. We don't 
have any sponsors for this podcast because nobody knows it exists yet. But um, Quick Weight Loss Center is a place where you go and their biggest thing is accountability. So you go in and you say, I want to lose this amount of weight and they'll say, it'll take you 26 weeks to lose this amount of weight. And then you go into the center three days a week, show them your food journal and weigh in. And it's all about accountability. And so you don't necessarily eat their food. They just tell you, you have to have a serving of protein a day. You have to have two servings of grain a day. And they kind of break that down for you. And you take notes in a note journal and they have quick snacks and stuff and they have supplements. And so Hope's dad was telling us about Quick Weight Loss Center, and for some reason, something just clicked in my head. Maybe it sounded easier. Um, maybe it sounded like something that I could finally do. I remember we had just come back from my buddy Kyle Jackson's wedding, and I looked at the pictures from it, and I was the biggest that I had ever been. And so I made an appointment at Quick Weight Loss Center, and really what stood out to me the most was I made the initial consultation appointment and then called to cancel it because since I was a teacher, I needed to stay after school because a student needed help with their homework and I couldn't say no to a student. And so I called to cancel the appointment and they basically said, no, you can't cancel it. And it's a free consultation. So there was no money on the line or anything, but they were like, you need to make every point necessary. You wanted to come in. So you need to make, you need to do whatever you can to keep this appointment. And so I explained to them the situation and I said, I really can't come. And they said, we'll make an appointment for you for tomorrow and you need to be there. You can't cancel again. And that just really stood out to me um, that they didn't, I I bet they get a lot of people who are like, I want to lose weight. And then they make the call and never show up. So I thought that was really cool. So I went in and I did the consultation and they told me how much it was going to cost and all of that kind of stuff. And it was going to be $200. And I was like, that's great. So then you go into a nutrition class. And so um, imagine a tiny little room, conference room, with a bunch of, sorry, fat people in it. (laughs) I was one of them. And um, this was on day three of doing quick weight loss. And day three is the first three days are basically a cleanse. Like all you eat is you have unlimited raw green veggies and unlimited protein. And that's it. So we're all cranky, we're all hungry, we're all annoyed, and we're in this room. And so they give us the pitch for buying all of their supplements. And if you buy all of their supplements up front at that meeting, you get like, I don't know, 20% off or something like that. And so they showed us how much it would cost. And mine was like $5,000 for how much I had to pay for my supplements for my 26-week weight loss plan. And there was a guy next to me, not trying to be rude, but there's a guy next to me who was at least twice my size. And so I can't imagine how much his was worth or how much his would cost. And so I was ready to walk away. And I was like, I can't pay this much money. I thought it was just going to be $200. And so they basically said, and they might get upset with me for saying this, um, but they basically said, if you sign this waiver, you don't have to take the supplements. We just don't guarantee that you will lose the weight in the amount of time. So the way it works is I told them I wanted to lose a hundred pounds. They said it would take 26 weeks, which is half a year. And, um, they've said, if you follow the program to a T, you will get your money back. If you don't lose weight is basically what they said, or you don't have to keep paying to come back. If you don't lose weight, if you follow it to the T and, 
So I signed a waiver that basically said if I did not lose that weight because I'm not taking the supplements, I have to pay to keep coming back after that six months. So I didn't do the supplements. I did their quick snacks because I really liked them. Um, but basically, I just ate according to their plan. I did no supplements um, and I started working out. I had never really run before and I downloaded Couch to 5K, a fantastic app. I don't know if you have heard of it or not. It's pretty popular, um, but basically it's like a six week program or 12 week program or something like that. You run three days a week, but it ramps up your running. So the first day you might run the program, the entire program might be 30 minutes long, but you um, run 30 seconds, walk two minutes and 30 seconds, and you repeat that 10 times. And that's the first day. And then it slowly builds up your running time and slowly builds down your walking time until you're running a 5K. So I did that and I had my first 5K. Um, I don't remember when it was, but it was the Rockets run where you run through downtown and then you end um, in Toyota Center, which that was really cool and just... In, in my head, I was like, it's just a 5K, but me running 3.1 miles nonstop, that was just really awesome. And my mom and dad were there cheering me on, and so that was really fun. Um, and since then, I just really developed this love of running. So through, um, and, and so after doing Couch to 5K, I did Bridge to 10K. And, and since that time, I've done... 5Ks and 10Ks and 25Ks and 30Ks and I've done a triathlon. I've done two Tough Mudders um, and I've done a marathon, which was awful and the worst experience of my life because I didn't really train for it. But I plan on doing one again someday. Um, so during this time, I did no supplements. I just really got into running and I just was eating healthy and drinking a lot of water. And I lost 100 pounds in seven months. Um, and, and really it's all because of accountability. So I, um, involved my students in it. We, we did a class long project, a semester long project tracking my weight loss. And we would incorporate the math fundamentals that we were supposed to learn with my weight loss. So I would weigh myself every day in front of the class. And then we would do projections on how much I would weigh in a week and all of that kind of stuff. And let me tell you, if you want to lose weight, weigh yourself in front of a bunch of sixth graders every day and that will make you lose weight. Um, so I, I really developed this love for running during this time. And so then I started following this guy. His name is Daniel Barron. I started following him on Instagram. Um, and I'm, I'm looking up his, um, Instagram username right now so you can follow him. But I started following a bunch of basically runners in, in the Houston area. And, um, let me find this one second. So his username is at M underscore A underscore R A T H O N. So it's marathon, but it's M underscore A underscore. And then the rest of Ruthon. Um, so he started this thing called 30 for Anna and, the 30 for Anna is a run where he, every year he runs from MD Anderson to the cemetery where his sister is buried. His sister passed away from breast cancer and they, um, they do this every year around this time, actually in October, actually it's happening today. It just happened this morning. 
but he dresses in all pink and he raises money for the Rose, which is a nonprofit organization that uh, funds uh, uh, breast cancer research. So he does this for his sister and it's, and I just, I saw that and I was following his story and I was like, that is such a cool idea. I want to do something like that. So full of grace was born. So this is after my mom passed away. Um, Her name was Graça, which means grace in Portuguese. So I came up with the full of grace 31 K. And so that first year it was March of 2015. It was a progressive run and we ran from MD Anderson and we were in the 19.22 miles to um, Memorial Oaks Funeral Home in West Houston, which is where she is buried. And I say it's a progressive run because I had people pledge a certain number of miles. So someone would say, I will run three miles with you. So I ran the entire thing, or that was the plan at least. And then if you pledged three miles, then you would join me when I had three miles left so that everyone would finish together at the cemetery. So I got sponsors and I got people to volunteer running and um, some people volunteered to run 10 miles and, and things like that. And so the day of, I woke up late and I ended up just biking the first 10 miles from MD Anderson to my house. And then I ran the rest of the 10 miles, um, roughly 10 miles to um, the cemetery. So that first year we had 14 runners and we raised $2,500 for ovarian cancer research at MD Anderson. And it was a massive success. I I had a ton of fun doing it. Um, It was really eye-opening and and it was just really awesome to see the support of all of my friends and family. So then I knew that I wanted this to become a yearly thing and I knew that I wanted a bunch of people to participate. My goal for Full of Grace was to create a community of support for those going through ovarian cancer treatment and for those going and, and for their friends and family. Um, and just West Houston, the part of town that I grew up in, doesn't really have events like this. So I, I kind of wanted to, to bring that. Kind of, most running events in Houston happen in the Heights or downtown. So I wanted to kind of bring it to where I grew up. So I knew that in order to make this grow, I needed to make some changes. So instead of making it a progressive 19-mile run for 2016, earlier this February, I made it a 5K. Um, and... For the 2016 run, we had 123 runners and we raised $20,000 for ovarian cancer research at MD Anderson, which was a massive success. Um, We had awesome sponsors. We had a great runner's village afterwards that had really cool activities and raffle and all of that kind of stuff for people to participate in. Um, And it was just a blast. And it was a lot of things went wrong. A lot of things went right. And it was so much fun. So now I'm in the process of planning uh, the Full of Grace 5K for 2017. The official date is February 11th, 2017. It's going to start and stop at St. John Vianney Catholic Church, which is located at 625 Nottingham Oaks. And it runs through the trails at Terry Hershey Park. Um, and and it we're going to have a runner's village afterwards, and the runner's village is going to have um, a NASCAR simulation drive uh, car that we had last year. Um, it'll have a photo booth, um, yard games. We'll have a dunk tank. Um, we'll have a raffle again with some really high level prizes that have been donated by people. We have a basketball signed by Clyde Drexler. Um, we have uh, portrait studio portrait sessions for families and stuff. So, um, it should be a ton of fun. Um, and again, all proceeds for this run go to ovarian cancer research. 
at MD Anderson. Um, something else that we're doing for this year is we have a social media campaign that we kicked off a couple of weeks ago. And that um, campaign is called the Hot Pepper Challenge. So basically, um, basically the Hot Pepper Challenge is you eat a you record yourself eating a hot pepper of your choice. You challenge three friends, you post it to social media and you donate at fullofgrace5k.com. So we started this um, at the beginning of October. And since then we've got something like 25 videos that people have participated in. We have uh, 1500 uh, video views on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, Twitter all combined. Um, and about 300 likes um, and so it's, it's been going really well. Um, and the reason why we did hot pepper challenge is because I remember my mom would always get hot flashes from her, um, chemotherapy treatment. And so hot flashes, you sweat, spicy food makes you sweat. And research has shown that if you eat spicy foods three to seven times a week, your chance of getting cancer decreases by 14%. Um, and then if you want to get more scientific, the, chemical in spicy food that makes it hot is called capsation. And it, um, has been proven that capsation makes or capsaicin, maybe I'm saying it wrong, makes cancer cells attack themselves. So makes cancer beat themselves up. Um, so that's kind of the whole thought around the hot pepper challenge. Um, and so far for the run, we have a few sponsors. Um, Sun and Ski Sports is an awesome sponsor, and they are going to let us do our packet pickup there the weekend before the run, which is really cool. Um, we also have Ledge Lounger, who's a returning sponsor from last year, um, and they were really awesome. They all did a hot pepper challenge video together. Um, my dad is uh, a platinum sponsor this year, and he supported it all three years, um, obviously. Um, and... Uh, we also have Wyatt Resources as a sponsor. Um, and there's one more. I probably should remember all of my sponsors, but I think that's it for right now. So we need some more sponsors. So if the two of you who are listening right now, if you have any ideas of sponsors that we could have, um, please let me know. Mark at fullofgrace5k.com. Um, oh, Sabine Storage is the other sponsor. And then we have some um, in-kind sponsors, Fresh Prince of Houston, Fresh Prince, like P-R-I-N-T-S of Houston. They are providing us with all of the running shirts again this year as, as they did last year. And they'll be at the run again um, with a press so you can print your own koozies while you're there. Um, and then Widelands Creative is sponsoring all of their design work. They built our website and helped us with the registration and with our graphic design and everything. Um, so that's been really great. Um, and so that's pretty much it for the Full of Grace. For this particular podcast, for the next, I, I don't know how often I'm going to do this. My goal would be to do it once every two weeks. So we'll see. Um, but for the next podcast, I'm going to have a former student of mine uh, that I'm going to interview who's going to um, talk us through her ovarian cancer story. Um, she is a sophomore at Ole Miss right now, but she had ovarian cancer when she was in high school. And so I'm going to interview her about her story and what she's doing now and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I have a couple more in the works. Like I said, I want to do one um, where I interview my dad and just talk more about my mom and what it was like taking care of someone who had, who was going through cancer and what it was like, um, 
just dealing with all of that. Um, so just as we kind of wrap this up, a couple of things, um, we can't put this run on, like I said, without sponsors. So if you have any sponsors that you know of, um, please let me know. And, um, the whole purpose of this is to raise money for ovarian cancer research. So we are a 501 C3 organization. I will actually probably do a podcast about all of that process and how ridiculous it was to become a 501 C3. But, um, your donations are tax deductible. So please, um, please donate your money goes directly to MD Anderson to fund ovarian cancer research. So you can donate at fullofgrace5k.com slash donate. Um, and you know, like I said, we just, we really need people to, to help out, to spread the word, to do the hot pepper challenge, which you can find out more about that on the website as well. Um, and then at the end of every podcast, I'm just going to, um, end it with, um, just a couple of songs that I'm running to right now. Um, the big one, I know this is like not a new song at all, but I'm really, I've been really listening to, um, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. And then just um, this app that I've been using that's been really great for me. I'm, I'm, I really like um, schedules and plans and all that kind of stuff. So um, this app by Zen Labs, it's called uh, 13.1 Trainer. Um, so it, it trains you to run a half marathon. And so they also do couch to 5K and couch to 10K and stuff. But this one has something for you to do every day. So like, for example, the first day you do a five minute warm up walk and then you run three minutes, walk two minutes, you repeat that seven times and then you do a five minute cool down. But then the next day it tells you, you have to do cross training for 30 minutes. So cross training could be, um, biking, swimming, elliptical, anything that's not walking or running. Um, and even if you have never run before, running three minutes and walking two minutes, anyone can do it. You can do it at your own pace. So it's a really great tool that I've been using. So you should definitely check it out. Um, and then if you have any comments or you want to be on the podcast or you think this is a horrible idea or you just want to chat, give me a give me an email at mark at fullofgrace5k.com. Um, I really appreciate y'all listening. Um, I really want to know what your thoughts are on this whole thing. So um, thanks for checking it out and we will be back again soon.